Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 180 of Sack King's Therapy. Uh, we're coming to you a little later than usual, uh, actually two days after the Pelicans versus uh, Sacramento Kings in the Golden One Center, where the Kings lose 123 to 109. It was, for the most part, a pretty thoroughly controlled game, uh, or like a game where the Pelicans controlled much of the game. And uh, we got to experience it firsthand because uh, me and Fong, we were both there live. Yeah, it was, <laughs> I don't know, throughout the game, it, a lot of energy, I got to say, throughout the crowd around us. I mean, dear goodness, I, my right ear is still ringing from that day. Yeah, no shade to the dudes who were like in our section. They were fucking annoying. <laughs> fucking annoying. Cause hey. cause like I get I get it. Yes, energy and all, but like they were just screaming at, like they were just screaming, yelling a bunch of shit, which is fun and all. This one dude had one of those clappers next to us and he kept clapping it next to me. And like you talk about your ear being deaf, like my, I was sitting closer to him. So like my, so I couldn't hear out of my right ear after that game. So no shades of those guys. We're all having fun. But at the same time, fuck those guys were annoying. But anyways, um, what what you think of the game like firsthand? Like, you know, just summarize it real quick. I'm not gonna lie, this is probably one of the first games I went to where I wasn't too excited at all coming in or out of the game. For some reason, it's like it is what it is. This is the team. I just want the season to end now. So basically apathy. And uh, yeah, like, I mean, that's how that kind of how I went into it too. Like it didn't really matter if we won. Actually, I would prefer if we lost because you never like with the, with the schedule right now, how bad the Lakers are playing. We, they might, or they might actually end up catching us in the, in the reverse standings and get a better pick than us or get better lottery odds than us, which it's pretty insane, but hmm. we'll, we'll get to the Lakers in a bit, I guess. Maybe. I, I don't know yet, but, you know, my point is, like, the Kings might actually win more games than, well, tie the, tie the Lakers in games this game, this year. Like, that's how bad they've been. And, you know, like, it didn't really matter. Like, if they lost, they lost, which they did. And if they won, cool. Like, we get a nice little game. It'll be the first game that we've been to live that the Kings have won. And unfortunately, the streak continues. Yeah. Pretty much this whole season. Pretty much, what is it, winless? <laughs> yeah, winless when we uh, when we attend games, unfortunately. However, like, a lot of people showed up. Again, good energy. Like, like the Kings always, they always make things a bit interesting, for better or for worse. Like, they did go on a little bit of a run. Uh, towards the towards like the middle of the fourth it was unfortunately um kind of like stonewalled by Davion missing a layup and I think they I, I hate again I hate to keep bagging on him but I'm pr- pretty sure there was a there was a possession where Damian Jones did not catch the ball or something happened and oh boy so yeah like overall I thought it was I thought it was a fun game for for what it was and you know the Kings the Kings lose pretty decisively and a lot of it was due to the three pointers that like the, the Pelicans just like coming out of the second coming out of the halftime, they just hit a bunch of threes and started to get separation. And the Kings were never really able to come back after that. Yeah. And one guy, no, two guys, sorry, it's just Trey Murphy and Devontae Graham. I'm like, where do these guys come from? Just coming off the bench and just hitting these threes. 
Yeah, Trey Murphy was pretty good. I didn't know he was four for four, but like Devontae Graham, like that guy does not do jack shit other than just shoot 30 footers. That's all he can do. And it's just, it, it's one of those things where, I, where I'm like, they let, they let Lonzo go for this guy. And this, and granted, he's a, he's a fine enough player for the most part. It's just like this guy, like he, the threes he hit were just kind of the more, the more bullshit variety where dudes in his face, there was one where he banked in like from way outside. And I guarantee you that motherfucker did not call bank. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, the, the guy that of course, like, you know, CJ McCollum is going to do CJ McCollum things. He, he led the team with, uh, 23 points along with Jackson Hayes. Jackson Hayes was just like bigger basically than, than every, than anything the Kings want to throw at them. And it's, it kind of just brings back like one of those things where I, I, I get why Alvin doesn't ever play two centers, but like, this was one of those games where you could have like put play Damian Jones and, and Nemeas Kata together. And you might've needed to, because look, I'm looking at the box score, Willie Hernan Gomez, nine offensive rebounds. And it felt, and you and we felt every single one of those rebounds and Jackson Hayes destroyed the Kings by simply being big with 23 points and 12 rebounds. Yeah. Which is weird because <clears throat> we only played Kata for like barely what 11 minutes this game. I expected a little more, of course. Uh, Damian Jones was having a, a pretty good offensive game himself, but I mean, come on, let's see some more than me. Like that's the, again, like I've always wanted to advocate, like, play, you know, if early in the season, play Damian Jones and Rashawn Holmes together. Like, cause for the love of God, this team, like they have issues with seven footers. Now, of course, this was kind of like, um, not solved, but like the, the, it, the issue was mitigated a little bit with Sabonis because Sabonis is not a guy you can move and bully. So, and like, he was a guy that played like he was 6'11 or 6'10 or whatever he is. Like no one else on this team plays like they're seven feet. Like Damian Jones, I, you know, I like him. He's a ball of energy. He was great this game. He, he doesn't rebound. He doesn't play like he's seven feet a lot of the time. A lot of the time he might as well be six, six with like how he doesn't get rebounds. He, can't really box out guys and there's only so much he can do and like at a certain point i get i get it spacing you know you you don't want to like you know have have these guys they were running a switching scheme so i guess they don't want namias out there like guarding the perimeter but like you're not doing that well anyways with with whoever you're playing like with trey lyles and chemezi metsu you might as well try out Kata, like just play Kata and Damian Jones together, have two seven footers. And especially in a game where the other team ran two seven footers out there mm-hmm. or six eleven guys, they they were big from what, what I could tell. Yeah. They definitely played a lot bigger than we did. So yeah, it's, it's just one of those frustrating things. And you know, it is what it is again, like, like the, this is, we already know who the Kings are. They're just kind of doing their thing. I mean, Kata, Kata had some moments, but I would have liked to see more. Like, I, I really like, I like the defense from him. He, I think he's got a lot of potential on that end, you know, and I just want to see more. Yeah, I want to see him, you know, prove himself that he could be and hopefully, you know, still be our third option, I guess. Who knows what we're going to get in the offseason uh, to, you know, yeah, who knows what's going to happen, to be honest. But we got to give credit to Damian Jones. Damian Jones, 8 for 10, uh, 22 points and four rebounds. Four <laughs> rebounds. <laughs> four rebounds. Uh, 
But like he was really good this game. Like he brought the energy. He, you know, he drove to the rim and kind of just did his like played his role and did a little bit more as well. And you know, one it, it did stick out to me how like Davion just does not seem to have good chemistry with uh Damian Jones. I'm listening to I'm listening to like other people talk about the jazz issues right now with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert and how mm-hmm. Donovan never passes to Rudy, apparently. And it's got a little bit of that same energy with Davion and uh, Damian Jones. Although I think it's more of like Davion is, he's not like, he's not, he's not at that point where he can make that pass, like sneak that pass, like through the traps and get, get it to Damian. But also I just feel like they, they or Davion just does not trust his hands. He, he really doesn't. Yeah. I mean, lots of plays where he was open, just never connected, I guess. Like, yeah, I mean, who knows? Uh, but most of uh, Davion's passes, I mean, 17 assists. Yeah, most you, of his, yeah oh. you mentioned, oh, sorry to cut you off, but like you mentioned that and it, it just stuck. I, I never, I never felt like that, that like he, it never felt like he had that many assists. I'll just say that. And a lot of it was just like, I'm looking at him not passive to Damian Jones when he was open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. But most of his passes throughout the game were fairly, I would say, a good six out of ten in my opinion uh he was very slow offensively uh you know to start the game but towards the end he tried to light up uh, a flame but uh, it's just way too far for comfort for the pelicans and give give credit to herb jones herb jones like really did a great job on davion really did not let him get off a shot for much of the first half it wasn't until like the second half where like davion started to kind of figure out and you know, start and you know, he was still able to contribute, like again with 17 assists. By the way, a rookie record uh for the Sacramento Kings. Uh be- beating of all people, Kenny Smith. Yes, the the Kenny Smith on TNT, um, who whose previous record was 15 assists. Oh, really? He yeah. had 15 assists with us? He had 15 assists with us, yes. Yeah, in his rookie season. Oh, okay. I remember he was part of the Kings, but I didn't think he netted that many assists. I didn't. I didn't think he was good, honestly. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, like so, he he breaks the record, and you know he really does. He's really coming into his own. I, I'm curious to see how this trans translates to next year when you know he's not going to have the ball as much. But like, I want to see how he can play his role. I'm. I'm like, like the more I think about it, the more I'm advocating for him to just start next to Aaron. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think next season to start to see to start the season, it's going to be kind of like how we did with uh, Woot Walton, where we you know test a lot of lineups. And actually, I think they should they should just start these two together, unless you can get you know. Like, you know, what Megan dream, unless you can get like a Zach Levine of some sort where you can like, where you have a clearly, a clearly defined star. Like I'm advocating for Davion to start next to, uh, or like some sort of two guard. I'm advocating for um, Davion to start next to De'Aaron and just make De'Aaron the one or the two who gives a shit. Like basically I just, <laughs> I just want them to start. Like, because I think, I think De'Aaron might be actually better off guarding two guards like there aren't that let's be honest aren't that many good two cards in the league like you like you have your dylan brooks of the world and then it, it's a real sharp drop off after that like you have your devin bookers you have your james hardens and 
yeah, again, like then you have Dylan Brooks and I can't really name another one off the top of my head, even like a Zach Levine, even I think De'Aaron would be better off guarding those guys as opposed to guarding the speedy point guards. And like, you know, Davion can guard those guys too. Like, unless they're like, you know, really, really big. Davion seems to be able to handle bigger matchups. So like, you know, you can have De'Aaron guard like the second, the, the other backcourt guy. Well, we'll see if it happens because I still think Davion's still coming off the bench, sadly. Yeah, which unfortunately, I I want them to go crazy with this one. I because I I I will forever believe that De'Aaron can be a good defender. He just needs he needs I guess the right coach or just like the right matchup because he can't play good defense. Like that's the most frustrating part about uh, about uh, De'Aaron. Um, anyways, um, anyone else stick out to you? Uh, from our team, that. Mm. Not really. Uh, I'll give a quick shout out to, you know, the guy that, you know, everyone except honestly seeming me and James Ham, like shout out to Josh Jackson. He had a pretty good game. I thought like he had two, he had two big threes that kind of got the Kings a little bit back into it, got him on a little bit of a run. He's out there, you know, create, he can create a little bit of chaos and like, he didn't really do anything egregious this game. Mm, Yeah. I mean, 13 minutes can't really do much in that time, but yeah. He was fine. I actually kind of forgot what like what parts he played. It's, it was like second, third quarter, right? Yeah, and like he hit the, the, those two big threes again to kind of get the Kings back in this game. And mm-hmm. you know, like he he's an intriguing player. I don't I don't think he'll be back, but like he's the kind of prototype the Kings need. You know, a, kind of a backup wing to back up Harrison Barnes. And like you know, if you can get him on, he probably won't get anything other than the minimum. So like if you can retain him on like some sort of minimum, I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah, sadly, I don't think we have time to. Uh... You know, develop whatever he needs to do because I think we're in a win now situation for next season. This is a this is what's it called? This is off topic, but I still remember one of the funniest comments I ever read on an article. I think it was I think I'm pretty sure it was a Jason Jones article, hmm. and it was talking about the development of Marvin Bagley. Okay, and there was a guy in the comments that said, "How come Jabari? How come Jabari Parker isn't playing? Why don't we develop him instead?" And Jason Jones rightfully said, because Marvin's younger and he was the number two pick. Oh, you know who was who else was the number two pick? Jabari Parker. So we should de- play and develop Jabari Parker. <laughs> How old is Jabari Parker? He's honestly, he's not that old. Like, he, I mean, he's not in the league anymore just because it's unfortunate his injuries have kind of like just derailed him. But like, hmm. bless that guy. But come on. <laughs> Come on. Uh, and, and yeah, sorry to go off on that tangent, but uh, yeah, ultimately, like it was a kind of a nothing game for the most part. It was fun to be there live. There was a, a lot of people and like parking was a bit of a nightmare. Like, you know, like the parking structure that we parked in was a pain in the ass to get out of. And yeah, like it was very surprising just how many people were there. Yeah. And if you were there, then, you know, sat town gear was 50% off. Yeah, um, I I was really wanting to buy, um, you know, like, unfortunately, Mitchell jerseys were not available there. Um, and and uh, there was, I mean, you got it. You got us a bonus one. You know, congratulations to you. 
but like I I, I wanted to buy something, but like I still even 50% off, like man, it's still pretty damn expensive. Yeah, especially that one jacket you wanted. It that that jacket already costed like a jersey. <laughs> yeah, much. for those of you that, that don't know, it's the it's the jersey, it's the the, the kind of like shirt that the players wear on the sidelines when they wear the Sacktown gear. Like I really wanted it, but then at the same time, I thought like this would be pretty weird wearing like outside of a game situation. Like if that makes yeah. any sense. Like if you're just wearing it casually, I don't think it works. I know. And sadly, I'd bought into that too. So yeah, now it's just sitting here looking like something. I don't know. I'll probably wear it to a game someday. And also I was very devastated to learn. Halliburton's jersey is 50%. It's actually over 50% off on the, King, the King's website. I bought that shit full price. So like, I'm very sad. And yeah, I was I was very close to worried about Halliburton jersey, but I instead would decide to go with the Fox one. But yeah, um, unfortunately, like, I, I mean, like nobody, like not a lot of people thought he would be traded. Like I thought he was going to be here for a while, but hey, that's such as life sometimes. You, you sometimes get ripped off. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's the king's pain, right? Um, let's uh, let, let's quickly just shift let's shift gears a little bit and just quickly talk about the Lakers <laughs> real quick. So, <laughs> Lakers have been eliminated from the playoffs after this game, actually, because the Pelicans have won, and that basically makes it so that they couldn't they couldn't get into the playoffs anymore. Um, I guess. What are your thoughts? So, what what first thoughts were you heard about that? I mean. <laughs> It's a win-win situation, right? We get better odds by losing this game, and the Lakers don't make the playoffs. Isn't that a win-win? And also, to add like a third insult to injury, the Lakers picked Ghost in New Orleans this year. Wait, what? Yes, it's from the AD trade. It's unprotected, and like it, things would have to really break their way. There is very, there is a very good chance. There is a ch- well, not a very good chance. This is a chance that that pick could be a lottery pick. Oh dear! Like uh, not not just lottery, top four. Oh no! Oh no! So that is in that is incredibly funny. And you know, just to quickly kind of go back on the the rust trade, the but you know the buddy connection to that, and just say like, goddamn, <laughs> y'all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> like granted like we shouldn't like there's way too much blame well russ is definitely the, the the like the number one reason why i would come up with what why they why this season was such a disaster like the fact that you are paying this guy 40 million and the fact that you traded away your entire like depth like you know you traded away kuzma you traded away uh kcp and you know trez for whatever he's worth he was worth this team and you traded for a guy that didn't play defense, you know, couldn't shoot and, you know, couldn't do the thing that he was meant to do, which was be a playmaker. He just, and of course, like fitting next to LeBron, like he is, he is the number one reason why this season was a failure, but they also built a very horrible team, like around the, the these three pieces, like you got guys that only, that only played offense and, of course, not signing Caruso. Like, that's a big number two. And, you know, very close. Like, you you gave away your, basically, your only defender. And apparently the reports were they thought THT was going to be the, the defender. And he has not. And that's really no fault of his own. But, like, 
you could have kept KCP and, or you could have kept KCP. You could have kept Caruso and you decide to let all those guys go and chase a star that, that everyone knew would not fit with LeBron James. And also you gave up granted, like, let's get out of the, let's get out of the whole, let's get out of the thought process where like buddy heel would solve a lot of their problems. He is just a bad, I, I, I think he's a worse defender than Russ and that they, he wouldn't have helped on that end, but you still could have kept KCP and, you know, again, probably give you more like, you know, the luxury tax wouldn't be as big of a, I guess wouldn't be as big of a deal. And you maybe could have kept Caruso. And, you know, if you guys do it right, you could have gotten DeRozan as well. Like, you know, there's so many possibilities and you pick the worst one and rightfully so the worst of the, the worst case scenario, you miss out on the playoffs. Yeah. Pretty much well-deserved after all of this, to be honest. And yeah, I forgot how that DeRozan thing uh, went down. Uh, it's something about, Oh, I, I remember you explained it. Something that to do with LeBron, right? Yes. Basically like DeRozan had apparently, I don't even know the timeline. It's it's like he he wanted to come back to, to the lake. He wanted to come to the Lakers. He's from LA. I think he's from Compton or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. I believe so, so. So like he wanted to come back to LA and he was like with the idea. Now I'm not sure if they could have like had, you know, DeMar and Buddy. Like that's actually pretty tricky. And I don't know if they re-signed Caruso just because apparently the main reason why they didn't re-sign Caruso is because they decided to pay THT instead and they believed in him more and they didn't want to pay more luxury tax. So that's why they ended up going, going with, or they ended up not resigning Caruso, but like, you know, DeMar would have been great for, for this team and, you know, just a much better fit than, than Russ has been. Yeah. At this point, it could be anyone to replace Russ. Sadly, in my opinion, I feel like, Oh. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Before finish your thought, and then I'll ask you a question. Yeah, I'm just gonna say, yeah, at any point guard that <laughs> would fit in the Lakers, other than Russ, especially with that price range. What about this? Like, let's just say, let's just say this. So, uh, the report last year was that they offered Dennis Schroeder an extension. It was something. Yeah. I think it was 84 million over four years or something like that. Now, if you don't remember, Dennis Short, I think, signed for like five million this year. Uh-huh. So, like, he was a he was a dumbass to turn that down. But yeah. <laughs> so, would you think it would have been better had they just let's just say they go through with the buddy trade, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. and they also signed Dennis Schroeder to that contract? Would that actually be better than what they did with Russ? Uh, I'm sure. I I'd say so. Um, let's see. They would probably keep what KCP. I would assume so. Like, I think I, I didn't really catch it when Sean Cunningham explained it, but there was a version of the trade where the Kings could have gotten KCP, KCP, and Kuzma, and not Montrez, not Montrez, I believe, and not yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I. I mean, that'd be great for us, of course. It'd be a lot better for the Lakers in terms of you know. Playoff positioning, I believe they that would be around maybe around the fifth seed, in my opinion. Uh, that's also if um, you know Caruso comes back as well. That that should play a factor into all this too. I think that's really big. Like it's so much of it hangs on them keeping Caruso. 
And it's just one of those things where you just never know. I think keeping Caruso would have helped them so much because for, for love of God, somebody got to play defense out there. And I don't know how much of an effect it would have had, but like it, it's definitely would have been better than what they have now. And, you know, let's, uh, let's put it, let's put it to bed, you know, like this, you know, the saltiness that I have for them, not get, not giving us Kuzma basically instead of going the other direction. And, you know, rightfully so you fucked, you fucked us. And instead you done played yourself. Yeah. But Hey, we wouldn't have gone Sabonis, but it did I, take, I think we still like, there's a universe where we still would have gone Sabonis and probably trade Halliburton. Mm. Like, but, and if you think about it, Kuzma's Kuzma is a perfect fit. Like that's still what we need. Like yeah. that's, that's why I'm hoping to get either Chet or Jabari like this in this draft. If we ever do end up, if we do end up getting the first or second pick, like, you need a, a three, four, or a four, five that can mm-hmm. play next to Sabonis. And like Kuzma would have been, would have slotted right in, in that four spot. Now, granted, there's a ceiling to that, but like at the same time, like Kuzma is what we need that, that archetype. Mm. Yeah, it's too bad. But yeah, maybe we'll draft someone or maybe we'll trade to pick away for someone. Who knows? We're still waiting for those. Uh, you know, positions in terms of drafts. Yeah, uh, we'll definitely talk about um, some some draft options. Uh, we're going to actually do an episode before um, the draft order because I do, in case we, you know, don't end up in the top four or, you know, top two or top three, like, you know, we won't have that many chances to talk about, you know, Paolo, uh, Chet, and Jabari. So we will, we will have an episode about that. Um, it will be coming. So, um Regardless, um, last thing I want to quickly talk about before we go into a little surprise uh, Pop Kings quiz. Uh, so James Ham on uh, ESPN 1320 said that it was either that or the Kings beat. I forgot which one, but he basically says like, you know, he's talking about this offseason and about, you know, whether or not Monty has the green light to basically do whatever he wants. And he says the impression that he got from talking to people within the organization is that the ownership group, which means Vivek and his, and his group of people still thinks they know everything and will likely meddle this off season. Great. That's, that's not really the <laughs> answer I want to hear right now. Uh. And he, and, you know, James Ham just published an article on his website, like just like, I think either yeah earlier today and basically talking about like, at a certain point, like the Vec has to take a step back and like understand that he his meddling has caused this to has caused this to you know get get out of control. And you're at you're at year nine now, and you're doing and if you meddle again, you're doing the same shit over and over again. It's the definition of insanity. And like this, you know, basically they have to get this offseason right. If they don't. Chances are, like, you know, after next season, if Sabonis has one year left on his contract and will likely be gone, De'Aaron likely will cross the trade and you're, like, back to, you know, back to, like, square zero. And basically, this offseason is very important and the Vec has to stay out, has to just resist the urge to get involved, whether it's with the coaching search, whether it's with the draft, whether it's with, you know, free agent signings or just anything relating to basketball. Like I've, I've said, I've said this a few times. Vivek 
has done a great job at everything, like involving the kings, you know, social justice, you know, build, building the arena, you know, uh, you know, like building up downtown and bringing that back to life, brings the Sacramento like downtown nightlife back to life. Like he's done a great job at everything else except the basketball part. The Kings have not been a good basketball team in his tenure. And the, and like a lot of it is because of him. And he needs to find, he needs to find the like self-control to just stop meddling because he ain't the guy. Uh, if only we could hope. And I guess I get, uh, whatever, you know, the first move we get, we we could tell whether or not Vivek is part of that or part of, you know, the meddling part. So we'll see. I want Monty to at least be able to choose his coach. That That's the most important part to me. Like, mm-hmm. I guess, like, I I think I'd be, I don't, I would actually be really happy if like the Kings hired uh, Bobby Jackson, honestly, like I would uh-huh. not mind that at all. Um, but I want it to be a Monty decision. And like Doug, even like I think would be a decent option. Although like he's still too inexperienced for my liking. Like I like we we love Doug, we love Bob Jackson, but I want this to be Monty's pick. Uh, well, whoever's out there, it better. Yeah, hopefully we get someone good. I, I haven't been looking at coaches lately. Oh, who's who's your first thought of uh, a good coach? Like the first one, the first name that comes to mind is Kenny Atkinson. I don't, mm-hmm. I, that's who I think w- would be good, but like I, I wouldn't even do a full research of it. And honestly, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not good with this stuff. So mm-hmm. this might be the best I can come up with. Like there's rumors of Quinn Snyder possibly being available. I, I don't think we'll get him. There's going to be other teams wanting him and they're just going to outbid us. Um, so you know, uh, I'll, I'll do a deeper uh, dive on this and maybe come up with an answer. But, you know, um, as far as I know, like first name that comes to mind, Kenny Atkinson. Mm. Okay. Well, I guess we shall see. All right. Um, after that, you know, very kind of deflating note. Let's uh, let's rise. Let's raise our spirits by playing a quiz game. All right, let's uh, start this um, King's quiz uh, on the second, I guess, take two, because the first uh, quiz that we did for the Kings, I felt like afterwards, I felt it was a little unfair because it was so numbers based. I didn't realize when I was making it. And there was just very little chance for Fong to get any of the questions right, just because (laughs) they were so specific. If anything, I should have given him a range, if anything, but yeah, so that was a pretty bad quiz. So this is the redo. This is take two. So hopefully this one, uh, I did put a, quite a bit of effort into it. Granted, I just finished it like 20 minutes ago. But like, hopefully you guys enjoy this one more. And, you know, um, yeah, so let, let's get started. Are you ready, uh, Fong? Uh, not really, but we'll see. Uh, how many questions are there, by the way? So there are five questions. Uh, let me check it. So there are also three bonus points you can get from these five questions. Okay. So how confident are you or in me to get at least half of them right, let's just say? Oh, I have no clue. These are, uh, I'll be honest, these are tricky questions. They're not, num- not a lot of them are numbers based, but tricky. I'll just say. 
Okay. Okay, we'll see about that, I guess. I did my research and uh, yeah, let's have some fun with this. So there are five questions. So the rules kind of the same as before. Pick a number between one through five. Let's try four. Four. Okay, this is this is perfect. Davion Mitchell set the record for assists by a Kings rookie in history in a but with 17 in one game. Breaking the record of all people, Kenny Smith, yes, Kenny the Jet Smith on TNT, um, hit his former record of 15 assists in one game by a rookie. On the topic of assists, who holds the modern record of assists by a king? Now, but by modern, uh, I define it by the last 10 years. Who has had the most assists as a king in the past 10 years? So going all the way back to 2012. Well, in my opinion, I think only one guy comes into mind, but oh, uh, there could be a close second. I'm going to say DeMarcus. It is not DeMarcus, although oh. this, this guy played with DeMarcus. And I remember seeing a game. So DeMar- DeMarcus's career high, I believe, is 56 against the Hornets, where uh-huh. amazing enough, they lost in overtime somehow. <laughs> Um, and I believe this is the same game. I have not gone and checked, but the answer is Rajon oh. Rondo. What? Oh, dang. I, my second guess would have been Isaiah Thomas. No. So that year that Rondo was on the Kings, he led the league in assists. I believe he led like by with oh 11 per game. Gosh, right? I, I forgot about that year. I mean, yeah, he, he was going off in assists. Other than that, I mean, he's the usual Rondo. Man, I totally forgot about that. I'll be honest, I forgot Rondo played this team. And he was he's one of my <laughs> favorite players, actually. Um, before I, I, I found out he was such an asshole. But, yeah. Yeah. but right. uh, apparently, so the number he actually got was 20 assists. Um, what the jeez? Yeah, 20 assists. and But he did it twice um, during that season. And, you know, even more interesting, both against the Hornets. Gee, what were the Hornets doing at that? Wasn't those, uh, wasn't it during the, when the Hornets were pushing for a playoff? With, uh, I already forgot who was in that team. Um, I'm pretty sure Kemba was on that team. It might be, and I don't actually remember. Was Mikel Bridges in that team? No, no, no. He, he's pretty new. Yeah. I'm trying to. Al Horford. So they, I, so the, uh, Al, Al Jefferson. That was Al the Al Jefferson, Jefferson team. So the, yeah. the, that year they were 48 and 34. I see. Oh, this is interesting. That was a Jeremy Lin year. Jeremy Lin was very good that year. Mm. I, don't, I don't remember, <laughs> to be honest, about Jeremy Lin either. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, so there is a bonus point to this. Um, this one is you're either going to know or you're not. Um, oh, boy. So we just mentioned that uh, Kenny Smith set the record for most assists by a Kings rookie before Mr. Davion Mitchell set it uh, against the Pelicans uh, two nights ago. Uh-huh. Um, what team did Kenny Smith play to get the, the rookie assist record of 15 at the time? Who he played against yes. to get that? Yes. Which, what team did he play? What team did the Kings play that night? Oh, dear God. <laughs> yeah, you're either going to know or you're not. I'm just going to give a straight up guess and say uh, Denver Nuggets. 
Ah, I guess close, but no cigar. Uh, it was the Portland Trailblazers. Okay, so it was in the West. It was in the West, and uh, yeah, you would you would have to know that one. That's why I put it as a bonus. I was going to be very savage with this one, but <laughs> I will get. I so no points so far, uh, but those were pretty. That was a pretty rough question. So, um, other yeah, most of the questions are about the difficulty of this one. I'll just oh, say. Oh God, <laughs> you have going zero for eight this game. Okay. All right. Uh, pick a number between one, to one, two, pick a number b- between one, two, and three and five. Okay. Number two. Number two. Okay. Okay. All right. So Peja Slojakovic was drafted in the 1996 NBA draft. I believe one pick behind Kobe Bryant, if I remember right. Um, how, however, he did not come to the Kings right away. It took him two years uh, before he came over in 1998. Um, what country did, did, uh, the Serbian Peja Stojakovic play in before he came over to the Kings? Which country? Which country's team specifically? Oh, I was about to say his home country. <laughs> no, it was not, it was not Serbia. So there, there's a little bit of help there. Uh, geez. Is it Croatia? I don't even remember. No. Croatia has. They do have a team. Yes. That that was where Tony Kukoc is from. God. There's Croatia. There's Greece. I think. Is there like, is there some other like France? No, not France. That doesn't sound right. Oh man, it's I'm, uh, I'm gonna say Croatia. I don't remember. I'm, I'm actually pretty heartbroken you didn't get this because you actually said the country, you just didn't pick it. Oh, it was Greece. No, <laughs> it uh, was Greece. <laughs> I, I was I was pretty torn because I was like, I remember something about Croatia from him. I think he, he was born in Croatia. There is something about something about a Red Star a Brigade, Belgrade, Belgrade, Belgrade. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so he's from, so that was for the Yugos, Yugoslavia. Uh, so that was for Yugoslavia. So um, yeah, I'm just, I'm seeing Greece right here. I actually met, I actually went to check in Wikipedia just to make sure I didn't get it wrong. But <laughs> yes, he did. He did play for Greece uh, before coming over to the Kings in 1998. So Again, uh, you were you were closer than I would have ever because I, I didn't know about the Greece thing. I, I would have just said Serbia. Yeah, I was trying to think of all the Euro leagues then, and why like, it, it can't be too west. It's got to be more east. I don't know. Yeah, and I probably wouldn't have gone it anyway. I mean, you you could have. You said it. You were close. But no uh, yeah. cigar. Yeah. All right. Pick a number between one, three, and five. Let's go one. One. Okay. So this is a bit of a personal question. So okay. one of the reasons why I will never give up on Fox being a star as long as he's on the Kings is because in the first game in the bubble, he scored 39 points against the Spurs and sliced their, sliced them up. He was unstoppable in that game. And he looked like an absolute star. Now, ultimately, they ended up losing that game um, down the stretch because the Spurs targeted Bielitsa 
and just they basically ran whoever offense on him with DeMar DeRozan, and that's how they lost the game. He he let I looked at the box score for that game, and for the most part, De'Aaron didn't have a lot of help that game. And you know, with the exception of this one player who had 24 points, who was this player? Oh god. Do I trust my answer? Uh, ooh, I don't know if I trust my answer in uh, Buddy Heal. I'm not, I'm not going to lock it in yet. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think if it was Buddy Heal. Was it Buddy Heal? Oh, man. Oh. 24 points? 24 points. Would it be Buddy Heal? No. Oh. Bogey was still there. I, I, I'm choosing Bogey. Ding, ding, ding. He gets one right. It was Bogey. It, he had 24 points. He was actually great that game. Six for 11. I don't remember this, actually. Um, eight, for five, eight for 15 during this game. And yes, basically, well, a bunch, a bunch of other guys scored like 12 and 10 points. And uh, yeah, like Bogey, like you, you forget he was very crucial to that team. And it, you know, I've, I've kind of gone back on whether we should have resigned him or not. I, at the time was okay with the Kings letting him go, but looking back, just, this is kind of a microcosm of like, just why this was a mistake because Bogey was their second leading scorer and probably was the second best player on on during that game for the Kings. And they unfortunately let him go that offseason. So unfortunate. Yeah. Can you imagine if Bogey went to the Bucks? I mean, embarrassment of riches, I guess. I mean, they the thing is they didn't even need to DiVincenzo for that one. So, I know. Yeah. I mean, like that would have been a bit unfair. <laughs> um, like, I mean, he'd be great. He'd be great on the Bucks, And, you know, ironically, he actually played against the Bucks and actually had, had some moments, but, you know, they ultimately lost against the Bucks. Um, okay. So there is a second uh, part to this question. Uh, you mentioned his name. Oh, boy. Buddy Heal. I guess try and get, so I'm not going to have you get the exact, uh, you don't have to get the exact number. I'll give you a range. Of like, try and guess what Buddy Hill shot this game and how many points he had. Okay. So basically, you just pick you pick a number, and if you're if I feel you're close enough, um, I'll give you the point. Oh, okay. Should I go for how many points he scored? Or uh, just many? go for how many points? Um, like if the field goal, that's gonna be kind of rough for you to guess. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say probably like. 10. Oh, that's actually kind of tough. You know what? I'll give you the point. He shot terrible this game. He shot two for 13 in this game. <laughs> one for eight for th- one for eight for three for six points. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, how does that add up? Uh two for 13. Uh he had one, it was one for three from the line. That's that's actually pretty incredible. Oh, okay. That that's where the extra point was. I was like, how is that even possible? <laughs> yeah, the legend of Buddy Healed never showing up for a big game continues, unfortunately. So yeah, that was yeah, that's rough. And like the fact that you did not keep bogey 
and kept and did not trade Buddy for as long as we did. Man, like not to blame all the faults of the Kings on Buddy, but man, this is a microcosm of the of the Kings' struggles in these past two years. <sighs> yeah, great memory. And shoot, I already butchered that memory. Well, well, I don't even remember the saying pat, now. Pat the path down memory lane. Path route. Okay, just move on. I'm going to butcher it again. Okay, uh, you now have two points. Um, so uh, the last two questions, you have number three and number five. Pick a number. Let's see. Let's go with five. Ah, this, this is a fun one. The, uh. the Kings, let's just say, have a history with head coaches in their franchise. Um, we, we won't go back to the Maloofs, but we will talk about the Vex tenure as own, owner and his tenure involving coaches. So the Kings have had seven head coaches in the last nine years. Um, that's actually quite, this is actually quite special or this, or the, the next part of the question is this, this year, however, is actually quite special in that due to circum- circumstances, special circumstances with the COVID outbreak in the middle of the season and the firing of Luke Walton, the Kings have had three head coaches this year with Luke, Luke Walton, Alvin Gentry, and Doug Christie. Now, d- to add the cherry on top of how amazing the Kings are with their relationship with head coaches, this is not the first time it's happened. <laughs> can you name the other time? Can you name the year that, that the other time that the Kings had three head coaches in the same year? In the same year... And that's during the cousins' years. I know that. I'm not going to say anything. I think there. I, it, this one is very easy to give away, so I'm just not going to say anything. Oh man. Uh, trying to think. So it was Mike Malone, George Carl. Was Dave Yeager part of that mix? Seems too soon. I feel like there's. Uh, I know it's it's probably Mike Malone and George Carl, but I can't think of the dirt. I'm just gonna say Dave Yeager. Well, no. Well, the question was, what year was this? Oh, what year? Jeez. Oh, so let's see. Was it like twenty fourteen? Yes, he got it right. It was a 2014-15 season. And you get a point okay. for that. that okay. Good, good on you. <laughs> now you did you did voluntarily, you did kind of answer the question um earlier. So the second part of the question is can you name the three coaches during this season? Oh, so Mike Malone, George Carl, and Dave Yeager? Yeah, you got two out of three. Unfortunately, I'm not going to oh. give you a point. Uh, I don't think you even know this name. It, it was Tyron Corbin or, you know, Ty, Tyron Gentry, uh, if you want to be a dick about it. Because honestly, uh, it's almost exactly like the Alvin Gentry situation. <laughs> because, uh, you know, ironically, this was also the season they won Summer League. And remember that. Remember this year, we also won summer league. So oh. it's almost a perfect mirror of that situation in a way. 
Granted, like this this year, it's more due to special circumstances because of the COVID outbreak that we had Doug Christie as a head coach. So mm-hmm. it doesn't really count, but it is it's it is it is a hilarious mirror that this has somehow happened twice. I, now, now I did not go through whether this has happened with um with other teams, but it is a very special moment. And you know, credit to Jason Jones for always bringing this up because he always brings up this season as one of the most bizarre season he's ever covered. <laughs> Gee, yeah, free head coaches. Yeah, that's a that's a little something. And well, what was the third guy's name again? Tyrone Corbin. Oh man. He kind of rings a bell, but I definitely <laughs> I don't think he was a good coach if I could remember. Well, if I the, don't thing, remember. the thing, the thing with it was it's the same situation we have now. The team was broken after they let um, after they let Mike Malone go, so he uh-huh. literally had to pick up the pieces um, afterwards. And like like Alvin couldn't really do it. That couldn't really do it this year. Tyron Corbin had an even worse like had an even worse like situation to deal with it. So like, it's not, it's not fair. It's not fair on them. Yeah, I see. And if you're wondering his record, uh, he's coached 28 games, seven for 21. Yeah, pretty average. I'd say during that time. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Pretty, pretty average for Sacramento. Unfortunately. So all right. Uh, last question. Uh, this question is actually really hard. I highly doubt you'll get this one. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Okay. In 1999, the Suns mascot did a skit in which their mascot, uh, the known as the gorilla, um, basically came in wearing a fat gorilla suit um, while wearing this player's jersey during a timeout to basically make fun of the Sacramento uh, Kings player. The player ended up filing a grievance through the Players Association, claiming the skit to be offensive. And I couldn't confirm this, uh, but like he, I think he said it was it was racist as well. And so the question is, who was this player that filed the grievance against the gorilla uh, for the Suns? Was he a Sacramento Kings player? He was a Sacramento Kings player. And oh, yes, boy. and the guy was where and the gorilla was wearing a Sacramento Kings jersey to make fun of that player. Oh, like the jersey of that point. Oh my gosh. I I think I actually to be honest, I watched a video. <laughs> this is that uh, this is a name that was very familiar to me. I'll just say I, I didn't know what it was or who he was, but like I've heard this name before before I've researching heard, this. I oh no, I know I know. Oh, I, I I I literally watched a video on uh, what you might call it on like you know the biggest players <laughs> and one of them wasn't the Sacramento Kings. This was back in during the what early two thousands. So this was in nineteen ninety nine. Okay, so almost two thousand. Oh my gosh, I could see his for some I could see his face because I remember seeing him check in from the king's bench oh my gosh what was his name though i'm probably not gonna get this but uh for some reason i, I from the video I, all i remember was eddie curry that's all i can remember it was it not was, eddie curry yeah it's not eddie curry i know that <laughs> you know what i'll give you i'll give you another try I think you're closer than you'll you'll ever you can ever imagine. Uh, not well, not really, but man, I think I, you're on to something. 
<laughs> I watched a video on the biggest players too. Jeez. Uh, and there's no way I'm gonna get this. Do I? Do you think I know him? You probably do. I've heard this name before. Uh, no guesses, huh? Uh, I'm, well, I'm I'm not giving you any more clues. <laughs> it's just gonna just gonna let you figure this one out. <laughs> I, I really don't know. <laughs> yeah, it does roll off the tongue in a way, like his name. Oh, this is totally wrong because is is in a. Totally different era, but Simbular. It is not Simbular. It this name. I think you'll. I think. <laughs> I think you're going to be really angry. His name was Oliver Miller. Oliver Miller. It rolls off the tongue in a way. I, I've heard this name before, and like I don't think I would have gotten this answer either. And uh, uh, the unfortunate thing about this was he said, um, I think in that exact same article that I read. Like this actually affected him quite a bit and made him very ins- even more insecure about his um, weight. And apparently his condition got actually got worse after this because during this game, he was actually injured too. So, you know, unfortunately he just, he couldn't really like get the weight off and it was something that affected him, uh, unfortunately. Um, yeah, sorry to take that weird turn with this. This was originally going to be something related to Slamson, you know, the King's mascot, but the, <laughs> the sourcing with like what he, with what his origin story is and like when he started, it's all very, very shoddy to say the least. Like he has a Wikipedia page, but it's not verified. And then I went on the website or the NBA website and actually looked up uh, Slamson and it's very just weird, um, the, the website, to the point where it's on the NBA website, no less. And I just wasn't comfortable, like, actually asking you a question about Slamson because there is no real source material, unfortunately. Huh. That's interesting. <laughs> actually, yeah. Actually, now that you mention it, do we have, how long have we had Slamson? So what? here it is saying that since the 1997-98 season, Really? Because that's probably the only times that we probably would have watched uh, any sort of Kings basketball. And I mean, I actually don't remember him during those early years. Neither do I. And apparently, this is interesting. I can't really confirm it because there's just not a lot of sources with this that I could find. Apparently, the Kings mascot before Slamson was the gorilla. Really? (laughs) Yes. Just again, just kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I just thought I just thought it was very interesting. Um, but again, couldn't really find like reliable sourcing with this, so I, I decided instead to go with an Oliver Miller question. Uh, yeah, that's that's very interesting. I'm surprised it's not like a king or something. And yeah. Again, probably fighting over Burger <laughs> King's rights to uh, have a king for a mascot. Yeah, within, I mean, we're both, you know, second second rate <laughs> franchises in a way. Like Burger King is clearly second rate to McDonald's and all that. So, you know, we <laughs> live in the shadow of the Lakers and the Warriors. Oh, and, yeah. and, how, and how even the Clippers, because the Clippers are good. So, yeah, someday. 
someday. Well, uh, that is, that's it for the quiz. You ended up with three points. Um, you know, that's pretty good. Or yeah, wait, so let me, wait, let me check. So you got, you got this question, right? You got two points here and then two, one point. So yeah, you end up with three points. Um, yeah, so you were able to score pretty well on this quiz. So, you know, good on you. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Some of them were, yeah, kind of mind boggling because I would have been, I would have gone some of them to be honest. Yeah, so you did a lot better than, of course, the other uh, very tough quiz, you know, some would say unfair quiz. So, you know, a little bit of a redemption story for Fong this time. Uh, and hopefully you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed uh, making this quiz. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Is there anything else that we should talk about? Um, nothing else that really comes to mind. I mean, uh, Jokic apparently is the, I just read a tweet about this, uh, the first player ever to have 2,000 points, uh, 1,000 rebounds, and 500 assists in a season. Oh, man. Jeez, that's crazy. And, and he did this while wearing a red headband and red, um, red, you know, knee sleeves, which looks so weird. Um, yeah, that was, that was just weird why he was wearing that. Huh, and like a blue or white Denver jersey. Yeah, and a white Denver jersey. It just he never does that. So I thought that was really weird. But yeah, um, I don't know. Do you want to go over like MVP picks and like all NBA? Well, let's not do all NBA. That's too much. And we we didn't prepare for it. This is that loop. Um, I mean, do you have a pick for MVP? At this point, I think it's gonna be Jokic. <laughs> I remember I said one well, of my top threes was DeRozan. It's it's not gonna be the case anymore. No, unfortunately. So yeah, either Jokic or Giannis, but I'm leaning towards Jokic. Yeah, I, I think it's Jokic. I get the Embiid like I get why people are angry why we didn't pick Embiid, but like I don't know, Jokic doesn't have much to work with if you will. I mean, granted, Embiid didn't have Ben Simmons to work with, but, like, he still has a pretty decent team around him. And, honestly, Harden joining him did not really help his case because, you know, like, if they have success, a lot of people are going to credit to Harden, and right now they're actually kind of struggling, and that's actually also part of Harden. And, you know, they're kind of struggling a little. Their whole team's struggling a little bit. So mm-hmm. I thought he was out of the race for, for a bit. Like, Giannis is probably the clo- his closest contender, and, he, you know, I, I just think Jokic just has an edge over it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you think Durant is a close third? No, just because he missed so many games. That, mm. That's the thing. Like, Jokic, I believe, has played every game. Oh, really? Like, that, like, that's big. Like, you know, one thing, like, Embiid last year, the reason why I didn't win is because, well, he's injured. Injured mm. all the damn time. Huh. I didn't notice that. I thought Jokic missed the. Uh, I don't know. He might have missed like one or two games. Like he he all he's always playing as like far as I know. Let me see. Uh, huh. Well, let me. Check I want to say that. double digit misses. Uh, nope. Well, he's played seven three seventy three games this season. Oh wow! Yeah, so, that's that's not double digits. Maybe maybe he's missed like one or two, but like yeah, he, he's he's healthy. He's absolutely dominant. Like. And, you know, he's the best passer in the league. Like, is there's, I mean, the defense is okay. And, like, you know, uh, Embiid's defense is, like, elite. But, like, Jokic's offense, I think, is, like, I get that they, I think, I think Embiid scores a little bit more, actually. But, like, 
the fact that like you cannot really double Jokic like gives him like such a huge advantage on offense even though like they they score probably the same amount of, same amount of points like Jokic has a dimension to his game that Embiid simply doesn't have and i think that tr- that makes him more valuable anyways than uh Embiid is to the Sixers oh yeah that's for sure so yeah I, my my pick is Jokic um uh what's another one uh Oh, here, all right, here's another question. Do you think Davion makes a all rookie, a first or second team? I, I hope second team. Uh, to be honest, I haven't looked uh, into the other rookies lately, so I don't know how like Book Knight is doing or Kaminga's doing oh, pretty no, well. No, they're those two are no, nowhere near making it. Oh, really? Kaminga didn't play enough games, uh, and like his stats are not are not eye popping at all. And like, and same thing with um, what's his face, Booknight. Booknight has not played much. He's had one good game, and it was against the Kings. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I I don't see it. Um, like you have guys like Jalen Green, Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, Franz Wagner, yeah, Cade, that Cade, Cade, yeah, Scotty Barnes. Like those guys are gonna make the first team. Davion might have a case for like second team, but like I mean like. I don't look wait, let me check Davion's stats actually. Like I think the stats are not very good for the most part. It's gotta have gone up uh in you know in the recent games. I'm gonna say 13 points. The, the 11 points. Uh so still no. 11. Mm. And like 11 points, four assists, like that's something. Maybe like there's a chance he might make the second team, but like he it might be tough for him. Yeah, it, it'd be pretty tough. Unless, you know, people actually see what he's worth. But I don't know. I guess he, I guess whoever he's gonna compete for in that once uh, in the second team spot, uh, yeah, he could make a pretty good case about it. Yeah, some people are even saying Ayudasumu from on the Chicago Bulls, like Franz Wagner from four, Josh Giddy, like Herb, Herb Jones, like Omer Yurt Seven is apparently a rookie. That's interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. Davion unfortunately just does, doesn't get enough shot. Like Cam Thomas for crying out like somehow is getting like number ten, or getting Jeez. like a shout out, and like Herb Jones and those guys. Like, you know, the Kings aren't winning. Unfortunately, that's going to cost Davion probably his uh, all rookie um, selection. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, there's always you know, all defense, all the uh, all <laughs> all defense next year. <laughs> I don't think next year, but like somewhere down the line, just because there's a lot to fix about the Kings defense to start with. Like, I mean, if you can get like a Chet Holmgren, that would be, that would be amazing. Mm. But like, unless you can get a Chet Holmgren type, this defense is still a train wreck. And Dave, Davion just like by himself cannot fix that. Like perimeter players only have so much effect on the defense anyways, just because like, you know, it's, they, rim protection simply is a lot more is overall much more effective than you know having a good on-ball defender or a great on-ball defender in Davion's case and you know his offensive numbers just aren't where they need to be so yeah again it's unfortunate it's more the Kings kind of screwing him more than anything to do with Davion really yeah I guess eventually we'll see him uh, in those lists yeah. Uh, until then, um, that's well. Like those are the only awards I can think of off the top of my head. Maybe like on another episode we'll do the other ones. Like 
I don't I don't know about six man of the year. I don't know about most improved. Um, was another one coach of the year or whatever. Like I don't I don't know those. I don't know those. Like those are yeah. tough. And oh yeah, to take a lot of thought. So maybe we'll brainstorm and maybe come back to you with at another point with those. But as it stands right now, um, you know, like hopefully you guys enjoy the quiz. Um, we like you know we went to the pelicans game and it was pretty fun even though we lost um and we have two more games uh before the season ends it's been a long season and you know we've been waiting for it to end and yeah we're we're, get, we're close to the finish line two more games guys and they're back to backs so you know they'll be coming quick let's see what are the two last games actually yeah so first so we're playing the clippers on saturday and then sunday we're playing the suns Ah, okay. I see. Ooh, those are going to be tough, tough games. So to be fair, I think they're going to sit guys out. The, the other see. teams, I mean. Yeah. So we are currently seventh. There's it's, no way we're going to get six. No, no, because man, the Blazers like whatever whatever they're doing like should be illegal almost because they are like straight up they are like one step away from just straight up throwing games and just uh-huh. forfeiting games they're like a step they're like one step below just yeah straight up just forfeiting the game huh i wonder if the nba will step in because yeah it i mean it's against the rules to do this right no not really i mean they're playing players but like they're clearly trying to you know they, I mean, they shut down. They shut down uh, Josh Hart, who was really good for them. They shut uh, down. Uh, they shut down Dame, of course. They shut down Nurkic, and they traded away everyone else. They're literally like signing guys on hardship contracts to fill a roster right now. Yeah, I, I remember. I don't know what post, but I remember Adam Silver's trying to crap down in the you know the resting part of uh, players. I mean, I don't know how you would crack down on that. And like, I'm sorry, like I'm, anything Adam Silver does usually for some reason just doesn't work. It's just, <laughs> it's just one of his things. He, it, it is, it is what it is. I, I don't, I, I don't know how you would fix, fix this, um, fix the resting issue. Speaking of resting, like one more thing, I guess one more thing before we get off. This is just a random question. So I've been hearing murmurs possibly like, so the Clippers are going to end up either playing Memphis or Phoenix. And chances are they're not going to have any chance of beating those two, those two teams. Unless. So Paul George just came back. Uh-huh. Now there's the slightest, slightest, the littlest, the, the smallest of whispers that Kawhi might be ready soon. Okay. They're, they're very quiet. There, there's no real source. The only source is Skip Bayless. And, yeah. Dear um, God. Okay. So, like, this is the slightest bit of just the, the smallest of noises in the deep ocean saying that Kawhi might come back. Not have, against the Kings. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, you know, if you ever do need a game to warm up, there you go. But, like, you know? Do they have a chance if Kawhi comes back uh, against the Phoenix or Memphis? Uh, let's see. So they're, they'd be competing for the eighth seed, right? So they will be in the play-in against Minnesota, and if they win that game, they become the seventh seed. I see. Um, 
I think they could beat Minnesota. I, I I think they can beat them without Kawhi. So yeah, and yeah, it's one game. So yeah, yeah. They'll beat Minnesota, um, Phoenix. I feel like there's a pretty good chance they could beat Phoenix. Not gonna lie. If Kawhi comes back, if yeah, not and, without Kawhi. And how healthy is he coming back to? Yeah, yeah. There's that. There's that part too. So. You know, like I just thought, that, like I keep, I, I mean, the only person I've been really hearing it from is like Kevin O'Connor, um, from the Ringer. Like no one else has said anything, and like, you know, I mean, granted, you never hear anything about Kawhi, anyways. That guy, that guy, is, it's pretty impressive how he never talks. It's actually really impressive. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll see. I'm, if if they come back, that throws a huge wrench <laughs> into the playoffs. Like. You know, my pick, my pick is the Warriors to make it, but if Kawhi can come back and is even relatively healthy, I I might pick them to win it all. Oh, really? Hmm. Oh, that, that's tough. I don't know. I still, ooh, I don't know. I'm not going to say anything until it gets closer, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, this uh, episode has gone on long enough. Uh, hopefully you guys have enjoyed it. And uh, the season's finally wrapping up. And but the the Sack Kings therapy the podcast will stay around. Uh, we'll be coming to you a little bit less often because there are no games. Uh, we'll be trying to come to you maybe one episode a week or maybe even two episodes a week. There will be draft coverage. We will be covering some draft prospects. And you know when it comes to the real summer, that's when it gets tough. But I already have some stuff planned, and you know um, we'll we won't be taking any breaks anytime soon. Uh, I don't have a vacation plan. Of course that could change, but I will do my best to be vacation um, recording episode from vacation somehow. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So I, I, we will always be, at least I will always be here. I don't know what Fong's going to be doing, <laughs> um, but you know, uh, we will do our best to keep you entertained during these trying times after the season ends. And unfortunately, the Kings will be back in the lottery for the 16th strike season. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess we'll see you guys later.